heavy for you. The Hawaiian continued. You need two hands to steady it. Or are you just nervous? Are you tasting fear along with your hotel dinner of roast beef and mashed potatoes? Hey, you're the one who should be afraid, beach boy. He struggled to toughen his voice, but the pitch rose just enough to betray him. You dicked around with the wrong guys. Do I look as if I'm afraid? No, you and your Polynesian warrior bullshit wouldn't allow it. The Hawaiian turned toward the crashing waves. Across the Pa'ilolo Channel, the cliffs of Molokai rose from the Black Sea, silhouetted by the moonlight. My people had no metal. Their sailing canoes were made of wood lashed together with coconut fibers and caulked with breadfruit gum. The sails were woven from challah leaves. Who gives a shit? They had no navigational instruments, just the stars and the moon and their knowledge of ocean currents and the flight of seabirds. Seabirds? The fat man repeated, shaking his head. You've been smoking too much your own weed. They followed the clouds on the horizon to find mountainous islands in the sea. All this my people knew. What's your point? The Hawaiian turned back to face the man with the gun. What is it that you know, Howley? Could you survive even one week in the jungle on Molokai, barely ten miles from your luxury hotel? The fat man shifted his weight uncomfortably. I was too busy stealing hubcaps to get my Eagle Scout badge, okay? If you and I were alone in the jungle, who would survive and who would die? That ain't the way it is, the fat man said, wagging the gun. I got Mr. Smith and Mr. Wesson on my side. A wave crashed on the rocks and the spray shot over them. On a shore very much like this, the English sailors aimed their guns at my ancestors. Your Captain Cook believed the natives would surely surrender. Hey, he wasn't my captain. Except for wooden fence posts and rocks, we were unarmed. You sound like you were there. Oh, but I was. Another wave hit, a torrent rushing over them, the backwash tugging at their legs. The fat man's boots filled with seawater and sunk deeper into the muck. He tried to lift a leg. All right, enough. I gotta get this over with. Finish your damn story. It's the last one you'll ever tell. The Hawaiian smile shone in the moonlight. We were on our own land. There was never any chance we would surrender. We swarmed over the English while singing praises to our gods. We crushed Cook's skull against the rocks, then stripped the flesh from his bones. Great story. I'll watch for it on HBO. The fat man seemed to shiver as the sea breeze picked up and whipped a frothy spray over him. He looked profoundly sad as he drew back the hammer on the large framed revolver. Look, I hate this part of the job, but I got no choice. A giant roller tumbled past the rocks and surged over them, filling the tidal pool up to their knees. 
The fat man coughed and spit. Ah, shit. I'll take a dark alley in Jersey City over this any time. High tide, the Hawaiian said, looking toward the moon. You must always know your surroundings. Listen to the earth and the sea, and they will speak to you. He turned toward the fat man and braced himself against a boulder. What the hell are you? A giant wave crashed past the rocks that resembled dragon's teeth and cascaded over them. The surge twisted the fat man around in his sunken boots and toppled him into the water, the gun flying from his hand. Before the backwash could drain from the tidal pool, the younger man was on him, grabbing him by the neck, bashing his head against a boulder time and again, the fat man's skull shattering like a coconut under the axe, his cries drowned out by the roar of the ceaseless waves.